Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Oh, I'm solo this week. Um, let's start with this little check-in. Y'all, I woke up with a pounding headache today and I have no clue why. Everybody around me seems to think it's stress. And I'm not saying they're wrong, right? I'm, I'm not saying they're wrong at all. Very well could be. But the type of headache it, it is slash was is what's bothering me. Um, I, it felt like I had like three sugary drinks. And for those of you who know, who don't know what I'm talking about, you know, when you go out for a few drinks and you have like a couple of cocktails, like at dinner and you get like a little bit tipsy, you come home, you fall asleep in the morning, you have like this headache that's not going to last, but it's there and it's fucking annoying. That's the headache I had when I woke up. But one, I didn't drink anything at all last night. I didn't even have um, a drink after work. And two, it lasted all fucking day. And I had a lot of shit to do today, right? So that's where I'm at, head pounding. And it finally kind of subsided. It is 10.30 p.m. at night, just so we're clear. Right now, it's finally like, I think it's getting as good as it's going to get. So I said, you know what? Let me hop on here and get this podcast episode up for y'all. I did intentionally make this a solo podcast this week though, because I have a lot of stuff that I want to get off my chest and, and I just, I need to fucking rant. So that's what we're going to do. If you don't want to hear me rant, you got to turn this off right now. You should have never turned it on, honestly. (laughs) Um, First things first, we will lightly touch on this because I want just want to say I am on the What Is This Honey podcast this week. By the time you're listening to it or to this right now, that episode will be up talking about Nicki Minaj and um, in Meg The Stallion. And then I will be on another podcast. Um, I don't know when that one will be up. I know I'm recording it tomorrow. I just don't know when it's going to be up. So I won't say like who, what, where, when, why yet, but I'll be on another one kind of discussing the same, the Nicki Minaj, Meg the Stallion of it all, but that's going to be more broader as in, like, as in stand culture. So whenever, you know, the person whose podcast I'm going on tells me that'll be out, of course I'll share it with y'all. Y'all will see it everywhere. But just to touch on it here really quickly, in case you've been living under a fucking rock or you have been going on an internet cleanse, which maybe I need to do. This time last week, literally, literally, this time last week, on the eve of Friday, Meg Thee Stallion released a new single, His, right? And I want to say that song came out at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time by 12.01 a.m. So a mere two minutes after the song came out. Nicki Minaj started what I can only describe as hooplin and hollering. And this is just not basic old hooplin and hollering, not your mama's hooplin and hollering, right? It is the definition of a hoop and the definition of a holler. 
in the definition of hateration in the dancery. Oh my God. So the internet has been ablaze because obviously it's Nicki Minaj versus the world, right? It's Nicki Minaj versus Nicki Minaj and the Barb's versus everybody. And there is a line in there where Meg says, y'all think you're mad at Megan, be mad at Megan's law or whatever, right? I want to touch on that because Megan's law is the law that says that sex offenders have to register. As you all should know, Nicki Minaj's husband is a sex offender and he is on house arrest because he he failed to register as a sex offender in California, right? So of course that set Nikki off um, and it set the barbs off. And I want to say this, and I said this on the other podcast as well. I understand the argument that it's not, it, you know, it's maybe not good to throw in to the, for the first comeback to be, oh, you're married to a sex offender. Um, because where there's a sex offender, there is a victim. And that is throwing that victim's, um, you know, the, thistle in their face. Uh, I understand the argument. I completely understand the argument. I, I don't understand being more mad at people who are saying like, or like condemning and rightfully ridiculing Nikki and her husband because and Nikki's not innocent here because she, um, has taken part in bullying her husband's victim right? Publicly. And so have her fans, but we'll leave that there. Um, and she, she said some, some problematic things about it as well, but I don't understand being more mad at, you know, people who are like, okay, well, fuck you. And your, you know, your husband who's a sex offender and not more mad at the actual sex offender. I'm just going to say that there. Okay. I've seen a lot of very ridiculous comments from barbs, from people who are, I claim to know Mr. Um, Nicki Minaj himself. And one that I found so fucking concerning. And I said, wow, like people really do not understand. And it's the thing that I found concerning about this is one that the comment was made and two that people liked it, meaning that they agreed with it. Somebody said, oh, and I'm so sorry, the trigger warning. I'm so sorry. I know we're already in, I've already started talking about it. I deeply apologize. I really do. Um, so trigger warning, we're talking about assault, um, when it comes to Nicki Minaj and her husband and yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm, I'm not going to talk about her brother. Um, so the comment said he didn't R word the girl. He didn't, he wasn't convicted of R wording. It was attempted our wording. And I said, Oh dear. Oh dear. Um, the, the, the crazy thing about that is whether it was the action or an attempt, there's the, that still caused trauma for somebody deep trauma because, because uh, I was, my mouth was a gape. Okay. A gape. And when it comes to you know, people be like, that ain't got nothing to do with Nikki, her brother, because her brother is also in jail for assault of the sexual kind. Um, and that is very disturbing, that case. I think what people fail to mention who think they're standing up for Nicki Minaj is in the best way possible, the best way I can put it, is what Cat Williams said. You have an unnatural alliance to losers because Nikki, the thing about Nikki and her brother 
it's not that he did that and like she it's not like she never spoke to a, a like you know to him again about him again anything like that she she wrote a character witness letter for him yeah she wrote a character witness letter for him that's the disturbing part okay do we do we understand you can like Nicki Minaj. This conversation is literally not about whether or not Nicki Minaj is talented. She is talented. Very talented. There are plenty of Nicki Minaj songs I like. The conversation now is one, why she has a fucking problem with everybody. Like, do we not see the common denominator? Really? We don't see a common denominator? We're, we're going to sit here and act like everybody else is the problem. Okay. All right. Sure. If that's what y'all want to do, I don't care. And listen, people have been in get, been getting doxxed all weekend or, or all week, I'm sorry, on the internet. And it's really weird because y'all y'all should know by now that one, you shouldn't do that. That's a punishable offense by law. And two, why? Because somebody doesn't like your same artist. Somebody doesn't like the same artist that you like. What? What? Uh, weird behavior, weird behavior. And again, actions have consequences, people. Actions have consequences. I'm, you can hear more of what I have to say about everything in general on the, uh, what is this honey podcast? If you want to dox me, I don't suggest that. I, I'm not going to say too much. I do not suggest that, but fuck around and find out. Anywho's, um, let's move on. Speaking of unhinged stands, we need, we need to talk about Taylor Swift fans. Okay. So as y'all know, I, I feel like I've talked about it on here before. I love Kayla Nicole. And if you don't know who Kayla Nicole is, that is, and I hate referring to her like this, but she is Travis Kelsey's ex-girlfriend. She is so much more than that. She is an influencer. She's really, really fucking funny. Do I know who she is because of Travis Kelsey? Yes, I do. I will put that out there. However, I like her way more than I liked him. I love, she's one of the influencer girlies and she's like, she's into fitness and she's really, again, I want to stress that I, I find her to be really funny and she seems like really relatable, right? Her and Travis were together off and on for like five years. Um, now we all know that Travis is morphing back into the white man that he was born as instead of the, um, what, folks like to call quote unquote spicy white that he was when he was with Kayla and we'll get there. Um, and he's with Taylor Swift. Now the Swifties quite literally have been incessantly bullying Kayla online. And I know I have a couple like Taylor friends that are Taylor Swift fans, fans with an F and they're like, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. You know, it, it makes no sense. Um, Kayla has mentioned she had to, at one point she had to delete her social media when it first came out that they were dating. And I'm just going to be so honest. I think that Travis and Kayla or Travis and Taylor dating is fake. I, I think it's very fake. I think it is, there's something in it for the NFL. I think it is a huge, huge publicity stunt that both of them are willingly partaking in. Um, so yeah, leave that there and we'll come back to it. But, um, the you know rumors are one one of the things is they broken up at one point they being Kayla and Travis because he cheated on her and then another rumor is that he is extremely cheap and he he wouldn't spend any money on her like made her pay for things I don't know if that one's true um, I don't care but the fact of the matter is Kayla and Travis have been broken up for a while like almost a year before he even started dating Taylor right people I think it's 
it is human nature when you hear that your ex has a new spouse or whatever, even if you're not in the public eye, to be like, mm, okay, like, whatever, I've already been there. I've already had him, so have him, sweetie. Everybody in their life, everybody in their life has said and done that. So let's not act like people need to be some type of subhuman, you know, magical being because their ex is now dating Taylor Swift. And somebody online pointed out, can we, and one of the things that Swifties like continuously like say to Taylor, I'm sorry, say to Kayla is like, oh, move on, move on, move on. You're so stuck on Travis. You're so jealous of Kayla or sorry, of Taylor. Baby, to each his own, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I don't think Taylor Swift is an unattractive woman. She looks like herself. I think she looks the best she's going to, she's capable of looking with her features, right? And Kayla is a very beautiful woman as well, okay? Um, there's no need for that. There's no need to insinuate that this woman cannot move on. But just by the by, even if she is having a problem moving on, she was with him for five years. And back to my original point, somebody online pointed out, can you imagine the irony of a Taylor Swift fan telling somebody that they need to move on from their ex? Because you need to be so for fucking real. To quote Candace from Potomac, the line keeps moving. And I feel very passionately about this one because we are talking about a black woman versus a white woman, right? And I mean, versus in the sense of like Taylor Swift is allowed to, I've heard a song about almost every single one of her ex-boyfriends and that's fine. That's totally fine. I, I don't care. There are some of them that I enjoy, but the fact that her fans are online telling Travis's ex-girlfriend to move on and not Travis nor Taylor has said a fucking word. Not only, not only for Kayla's benefit, but for their own. What, like, but maybe it's because you don't care. I, me, me being the human being that I am, I quite literally would be like, yo, y'all know that I do not support any of that shit. Taylor, put out a fucking emoji or however the fuck you communicate with your stands that they are convinced of via social media to let them know to leave this girl the fuck alone. Kayla tweeted the other day, literally yesterday, I'm pretty sure I put it on my Instagram, that she is like constantly learning to be the bigger person and not respond be to unwarranted, unprovoked comments and attacks on her. Still to this day, and we all know what she's talking about. I'm not going to say here, if Taylor Swift and her fans can communicate, again, via signs and song lyrics and Instagram emojis, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Kayla's not talking about fucking Taylor Swift fans. She was not, like, no one was attacking her in the masses before that, right? The other group of people that attack her are the people that are vehemently against interracial relationships. And like, let me just break this down for you. And this is black people, just to be so fucking clear. Just because somebody dates somebody of a different race does not mean that their feelings are any less when it comes to the breakup. One, two, Kayla, we've only known Kayla in one relationship. And she had to say this the other day. She goes, I've dated other people. And I feel this on a huge level. My husband is white. The person that people have seen me with for the most part is white. That does not mean that I've only been with white men. And y'all know, if y'all listen to me on here, I've, I've been with a little bit of everybody. Okay. A little bit of everybody. I, this pussy don't discriminate. Right? I just, and you know, it's all, oh, she's a, you know, she's a whatever fucking 
pe- black people want to call her um, when it comes to dating a white man. It's just, it's robbing a black, yet again, robbing a black woman of being able to feel her entire feelings, either one, because she needs to get over somebody that their idol is now with, or because she had dated somebody that they didn't want to see her with, that is outside of a race that they want to see her with. Either way, she can't win. And on the first day of Black History Month, I will not have that, not in my house, right? I, it makes me, it exhausts me. It really does. She was on a, she being Kayla, was on a podcast. And it, it, it is funny. And I'm a person that I like to joke about, you know, things that may hurt me or things that I have been through. I've joked about my abortion. Like, you know what I mean? So Kayla said, she's talking on this podcast and she was like doing wifey shit without a ring. Hell, everybody knows I love to do that. Cracking a joke on herself, making fun of herself. Hilarious. Good joke. People are like, oh, she can't move on. Oh my God, get over it already. So when she says nothing, when she says nothing, you accuse her of not being able to move on. When she cracks a joke on herself, the same the same joke that people made about her for years because they were together for so long and with no proposal and no this, it's, oh, she needs to, she can't win. Black women can't win, right? Let's, let's switch gears here. Really, oh, no, no, no. We're gonna stay on Taylor Swift and Travis really quickly. I am very, very disturbed by a couple headlines I've seen in the past couple weeks. One of which being, what is a swag surf? Breaking down the viral dance that is taking over Chiefs Nation. Are you fucking nuts? I don't give a fuck if a white person wrote that article. You mean to tell me that there was not one person of color, not one Negro, not one Negro that that went through that could not tell y'all, hey, 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 swag surfing has been a thing for a long time, way before Travis Kelsey was in the NFL. Because I'm 31 years old and I swear to God, I've been swag surfing for like over, uh, since I was in high school maybe? Since a long time. Let me tell you this, I was so drunk at my best friend's wedding, I'm pretty sure I started swag surfing uh, by myself. Okay? And then the other headline I saw They'll take the Travis Kelsey hairdo. That's it. Since Jennifer Aniston, not since Jennifer Aniston, has a haircut become so popular, barbers in America and abroad are being inundated with requests for the Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has a fade. Travis Kelsey has a fade. Again, I am a black woman. I have a black father and a black brother. I have been seeing the men in my life and multiple black uncles. I've been seeing the men in my life get fades since I remember having eyesight. Who is approving these articles? Because at this point, at this point, it is a slap in the face. Ooh, I was going to say, and on Black History Month, but they are very lucky. This Article was published January 29th and updated on January 31st. However, that is a little too close to Black History Month for my liking. Honestly, I don't give a fuck if it was June. Don't say shit like that. That video of them, and I'm not gonna, it's not swag surfing because they were not swag surfing. Taylor Swift was rocking from left to right. And that's okay. That's okay. Yes, technically a swag surfer is rocking from left to right. But like, yeah. Neither here nor there, okay? She wasn't doing it correctly. Nobody was doing it correctly. Travis Kelsey has been on the field doing dances that are either made by black people or made popular by black people. And for the most part, he has gotten away with it. 
I could go on a full, we could spend this whole time about how I feel about Travis Kelsey and how my tide turned against him. However, what I will say is if you are one of these people who you think, oh my God, like he, this, he does this dance and he has this, he, I need the Travis Kelsey haircut. Oh, uh, fight with a wall. I'm at a loss for words. Fight with a fucking wall. You're an idiot. Idiot. And yes, I feel passionately about that. Okay. Because it's, it's just simply ridiculous. Now, where I was going, okay, which was back to Megan. Speaking of black women not being able to do like a goddamn thing without people judging, I forgot to mention this when it comes to, you know, I kind of the Meg Stallion, uh, this isn't really versus Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is just literally hooting and hollering going on. She is bringing a million people, a million different incidences into this, right? But a lot of people are like chiming in on it. One of those people being one Joe Budden, which we shouldn't even be listening to this man, but actually, yeah, it was him. And it was somebody else on Twitter. There was a list, an alleged list of men that Meg Thee Stallion has allegedly slept with, allegedly. Mind you, I don't know anybody that Meg Thee Stallion has slept with besides the people that she has told me out of her mouth. And I don't care. It's not my business. This list had like nine names on it. I've slept with more than nine people and I got no shame with saying that. I don't give a fuck. My husband knows that everybody who I've just told all y'all, I don't fucking care. Why? Because I am a grown adult and I can do with my pussy what I want to do with my pussy. Right. And so can you, and so can she. But what I find funny is that all the time, and this is not just started with Meg. This is in the history of life. Women get dragged for who we have slept with. Oh, this happened to her. Who did she sleep with? Oh, this happened. Who did she sleep with? It doesn't matter. Just because, guess what? I like to fuck doesn't mean that bad things deserve to happen to me. It doesn't mean people get to disrespect me. Nar vibes. But I, it just got me thinking the other day when I was working out because I like, that's when I like to like think about the things that make me mad. It really makes for a good workout. Always talking about who this female celebrity has slept with. Let's talk about who these men sleep with. There's a rumor that Timothy Chalamet allegedly was spreading chlamydia around New York City. Allegedly. That's a rumor online. Okay. No one, no one, that's a, a transmitted disease. No one continuously drags him. No one's ever put a list on fucking, uh, fucking, Twitter or any other social media platform about, oh, trying to dog Timothy Chalamet out and saying, oh, this is who he's allegedly been with. Like, no. And it's, uh, I just find it funny because I'm like, okay, well, you're also releasing these men's, you're releasing who these men have allegedly slept with as long as these, as well as these women, but it's only a shame for the woman because she allegedly slept with them. Like these men have, like these men are celibate. Like these men are innocent little lambs. Like these men uh, I I didn't want to see. I didn't want to sleep. No, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I cannot. And the last pop culture thing I need to hoot and holler about. And I don't want to say I told you so to anybody. First of all, Justin Timberlake came out with a song last, last week. I didn't talk about it because I am putting Justin Timberlake on the, um, Tiffany Haddish the Bethany Frankel program. 
in which even when they do something, I will not talk about it because that is the only way we get rid of these people, right? They fade, they fade into the abyss. However, I need to talk about this. He made, he debuted a song last week called Selfish. People were kind of trying to call it a bop. I did not listen to it. Again, I refuse to give it the streams. I refuse to give it the streams. I haven't listened to Bigfoot. I don't think y'all understand. I am committed to this. I am nosy, but I'm not so nosy that I'm going to give the person that I vehemently am against the streams. I haven't listened. I, I haven't listened to it. People are saying it's giving like uh, hip hop Justin Timberlake. He wants to come back to the black community. Not in my house. Not on my watch. Well, Britney Spears had made a post that was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, that, you know, to Justin, because like you got a lot of backlash, pretty much apologizing for her fans, which I think a couple other celebrities should take a page out of. And she was like, I like this song, you know, da, da, da. Well, then Justin was performing somewhere doing something, I don't know. And he said something to the effect of, I would like to take this time to apologize to absolutely no one before he performed Cry Me a River. The thing about that that's like, mm, is he performed Cry Me a River maybe a month or so ago. And he literally said, like, I am just performing this song. We had him shook, right? Brittany Hyde, we had him shook. He quite literally said, I mean, no disrespect to anybody by performing this song at one point. Now he's too, um, I'm apologizing to absolutely no one, blah, blah, blah. He's acting cocky, right? He was on SNL. Um, he was supposed to just be the musical guest. Of course, he could not help himself. Um, and he was in some skits. And here's the thing. I'm going to put this quickly and simply. This is why we shouldn't apologize to men. This is why men do not deserve apologies. Straight men, right? I know... Somebody listening to this may be like, oh my God, what? Men don't deserve apologies. I said what the fuck I said, okay? Because look what men do with apologies. Can't be humble. Humble yourself before God. I'm just kidding, right? Humble yourself though, for real though. Like you you know what th that people are going to hoot and holler over Britney. I made a few jokes myself and I was scared for my life. Okay, scared for my motherfucking life. Justin, Justin, you need to you need to walk delicately, twinkle toes, delicately, because they are not playing with you. Oh, that's all I have for celebrity mess. Can I tell y'all? On the first day of Black History Month, do you know what I see? I saw. <laughs> I got on Twitter, and yes, I still call it Twitter, and I saw somebody making Kool Aid. I, I, how do I describe this? It was pickles. It, there was Hennessy and there was Kool-Aid. It was Hennessy Kool-Aid infused pickles. I love my people. I love us. But when we do things like that, I like pickles. I like Kool-Aid. I'm not that much of a Hennessy girl. I had it one bad experience. Anyways, not that much of a Hennessy girl, right? I am begging for us in the year 2024 after Christ to be freed from the shackles that is infusing anything with Hennessy and Kool-Aid. I want us to be freed from the shackles of thinking that alcoholic drinks need to be mixed with Sour Patch Kids and Kool-Aid and just anything. So it's fine, 
right? And I'm not, I like, like, well, no, I'm not too much of a sweet drink drinker, but I make sweet drinks all the time for people. So I totally get it. It's people's palates. I'm just saying we don't need to go that far. And maybe I'm in the wrong here, right? I just preached, let black women do and be whatever the fuck they want. Maybe is, am I the problem? I'm ta- we're talking through this now. I'm starting to maybe have a little self-realization. Am I the problem? Do I just need to let people infuse pickles with Hennessy and Kool-Aid? I'm the problem. I just worry. Okay. I just worry. Why? Why? Ugh. Anyways, let's get into some shows. Do y'all know how much it pains me to like have nothing to say about Potomac? I know I haven't spoken about Potomac in like maybe two weeks on this uh, podcast. I don't have anything to say. I don't even have a think piece for my disdain of Giselle. I'm so like, ugh. I can't, I can barely deal with housewife tick, Potomac TikTok or TikTok, Potomac Twitter. It's just like, I'm over it. I'm really over it. So best of luck, sorrow, sorrows, prayers. Andy, do what you need to do, dog. Anyways, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. It is back. Now, I find it very funny that Bravo, while they kind of struck gold with the whole Scandaval thing, and I'm using struck gold as like in like air quotes there. While they kind of struck gold with Scandaval, the Scandaval of all, the aftermath of this is like, it's too, too much too, too late. If that's, it's not too little too late. Yeah. It's too much too late. Yeah. Right. Um, first and foremost, don't ask me to talk about that Jack's, um, show the village, the Valley, whatever the fuck it is. I won't be watching. I will not be watching. Absolutely not vibes. Um, me and I think Stephanie were voice noting and we had said that that is the show that quite literally should have happened the season they all moved into those houses. They, what, where, where Bravo fucked up with Vanderpump rules is that they should have spun that show off a long time ago and kept Vanderpump rules about the restaurant and about people who work at the restaurant. Because now the point that we're at now, after this season, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do because none of them work at Sir anymore. And I would actually be very interested in, let's head back to Sir. Let's get back to the hostess stand. Who's standing up there now? I bet she's got a story or he's got a story or they got a story. I'm interested because just like Lala got hollered at up at that hostess stand, I bet they're getting hollered at too, right? Who's behind the bar? Who's making the pump titties? They have screwed the fucking pooch, right? They should have done that spinoff show years ago, but alas, here we are. Um, so yeah, the spinoff show is happening, but not only that, we're seeing the aftermath of Scandaval. This season was filmed in July, last summer, right? So in reality, three months after everything happened, I think we watched the, we watched the reunion in what, like April or May, maybe I think. Yeah, May, I want to say May. We watched the reunion last May. They picked cameras up in cancer season, because it's about to be Tom's birthday and Ariana's birthday, and they're both cancers. So it's not, it's maybe end of June, July. It's not that long that we're watching, but it's been a year for us since we heard about this. Almost, it's been 11 months. We heard about this on March 3rd, right? And it happened on March 1st, I believe. Anywho's, so everybody's already like, oh my God, why are they still living together? Oh my God, we are watching a couple months after this right? One, two. 
I am standing 10 toes down on the fact that I would not be letting Tom get off easy anymore. So you have wasted almost 10 years of my life. You will not waste a penny more of my money. He offered, allegedly offered to buy Ariana out, but it was below, you know, what the house is like worth now. He offered to buy her out for what they paid for it. The house is worth more now, right? Nara vibes. Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> you've, wait, you've wasted my time. You want me to do you a favor and not only vacate this house, but leave this house with less than what it's worth? You have lost your mind lost your mind right so then the other thing that i find funny from people is they're like oh why has the sandwich shop not opened in in case you've been living under and that people are like saying oh there it's bad business they're you know blah blah blah. I, i saw a lot of people who i know for a fact do not work in the service industry and who have never worked in restaurants before have a lot of business advice for restaurants let me explain something to you i've been a part of opening many a plenty of restaurants before in my life things come up things come up when you're opening any type of business but especially when you are opening a food service or alcohol service any anything like that there's a lot of codes that need to be followed strictly okay i have not opened one restaurant or one bar that did not have one get pushed back or two like we had to we had to bend some rules to make some things happen in the past okay so what's what was said was the i guess the city of los angeles or weho whatever um is making the patio they built a whole patio right they're making that a walking area or something it's something about the zoning the patio had to be torn down the patio is if you are a restaurant that is intending to have a patio and it was built and now no patio oh that's bad that is really fucking bad and that's really fucked up okay it doesn't matter if oh, they need to strike while the iron's hot because people aren't going to care anymore and business is going to be bad and blah, 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 That they can't do anything about that. They have to follow city ordinances, city rules, city laws. That's no ifs, ands, or buts. City of St. Uh, almost said city of St. Louis. City of Los Angeles, WeHo doesn't give a fuck if Katie and Ariana need to strike while the iron is hot for business. What? Do y'all hear yourselves? It's like, I can always tell who has either a been a part of business or b owns businesses when they say things like that because hello like we are reality tv stands almost as fans things exist outside of that realm so yeah and then uh, it's just so much judgment right another thing i want to talk about from the pier is lauren from utah la la Y'all, I know she called Rachel or sent her a voice note, sorry, because I'm sure uh, production and LVP put her up to it, right? However, I think that Lala wanted Rachel back because Lala cares about making a good show. And I've always said, Lala is the Erica Jane of Vanderpump Pools. She's a showman. She marched up, marched up on that stage and I gave those people what they came for, a show. She went to the back alley of that restaurant. She opened up her phone. She gave us what we came for, a show. The problem is Lala likes to act like she makes the most fucking sense. And when you do shit like that and you wanna act like you make the most fucking sense, you look like an idiot, okay? She is the patron saint of hoopling and hollering in Rachel's face. Even before Scandaval, 
she would get into Rachel's face in a heartbeat. Why? Because Rachel was an easy target. I made this point to my friend the other day. Lala probably wants Rachel to come back because she has made the most money off of Rachel. Walk with me for a second. When she called her a Bambi-eyed bitch, she, she being Lala, created a makeup line, had a Bambi-eyed bitch palette, right? Product number one. Send it to Daryl. Made the hoodies. Now there's sweatpants. Now there's long sleeve t-shirts. Kind of getting out of control. I do have a hoodie though, because that shit was funny. Who did she say send it to Daryl to and slash about? Rachel. Rachel is Lala's whole marketing scheme, her whole merch scheme. So yeah, she wants Rachel to come back because she's going to, she is a great, or yeah, I won't even say a worthy opponent. She is an opponent for Lala to get her rehearsed reads off so that she can send them straight to the fucking print shop and get enough money to fix the pool at her Palm Springs house. I don't know if the pool at her Palm Springs house needs fixing. I'm just saying, you know? And if I, I can tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all this. If I were Rachel, I got that voice message from Lala. <sighs> Fuck my healing. I would have called production. I would have been like, I'll be there Monday. Don't tell her. And I would have laid into her ass. Sitting there, watch Lala cry and talk about everybody around me was telling me I'm a mistress and it turns out true. No, 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 no. You do not get to hoot and holler. No, but I'm not a fucking mistress, blah, blah, blah. And then sit there and say, oh, I was a fucking mistress. Are you okay? Please, please. Okay. And then sit there and tell Ariana, I reached out to Rachel Remember last season before Scandaval, the season premiere, I think, when she found out that Schwartz went and played pickleball with Randall? Now, do I think Schwartz, Schwartz needed to play pickleball with Randall? No, I don't think he should have done that. But we found out about her whole fucking meeting on Sheena's rooftop where she said, you're either with me or you're fucking against me. I'm in the fight for my life. And let me let me make something clear. A custody battle is a very important fight, right? I, I'm not judging her for being like, yo, I don't fuck with you if X, Y, Z. But let's call the thing a thing. Ariana said it best. I don't think uh, Lala would like if I hit up the girls that Randall was walking across the street with in Nashville when he was supposed to be her man, her fiance. Blink, 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 blink. Sometimes I wish I had a soundboard. Oh, sound effect would have been so fucking good right there. Anywho's, I think that's all I have for Vanderpump Rules. I think this is, this. I I know in my heart for sure that this is going to be Ariana's last season. And I don't blame her. I do not blame her whatsoever. I know mama wanted to leave the show, um, you know, just because like from what her and Tom, you know, both said about their relationship. And I, it always made sense to me back then when she was like, if we break up, I am leaving the show because the only reason she was still on that show, the only reason she was still in LA is because of him because Ariana had options. She could go do things. She is on Broadway now, right? Tom needs to stay on Vanderpump Rules. Tom needs to stay in LA so he can feel better about himself and his life. Let's call a thing a thing. Okay, now let's get into some Beverly Hills tea. This is not really pertaining to the episode at all. This week, people are saying that Kyle will, I mean, they're not just saying, like, it's true. Kyle has removed any, like, evidence of Morgan existing on her Instagram. And Morgan took her 
posts down to just like two pin posts, which are promo posts, one for like, I think a music video and then one for a festival she's about to be a part of with only nice more set. I don't know. However, comma for the more it's giving breakup. Now I, I I don't know what to think y'all. I truly do not know what to think when it comes to Morgan and Kyle, because like, it's so obvious that Kyle has a crush. Like, even when she, on that episode, when she was like looking through things and she opened those shoes and she goes, oh no, these are Morgan's. Like Kyle has a crush. She wanted us to know she had a crush. If you never had a crush on a girl before, like it, it's like, yeah, it's, it can be overwhelming. Right. And y'all have heard me say it before. Like Morgan's cute. I, I get it. I totally get it. It's just giving like, did y'all, y'all knew that people were going to pick up on this. First of all, Morgan taking the Instagram down to two posts only girl that's that's drastic that's drastic that says that you wanted us to to take note i get it morgan is like oh why would you ask us these questions people who fucking cares why are people in our business blah blah i get that you wonder why people are in your business but that doesn't mean that people are not going to be in your business just because you don't get it you know people are in your business right so you knew that they were going to pick up on that and that's like that that's big right it's big kyle not so much kyle posts all the time so I wouldn't have been able to tell you that the photos with her and Morgan were gone just because I, I don't pay attention to Kyle like that. I don't, and it was, it was so fast. Usually I'm really good. Do y'all know who Morgan Stewart is? Morgan Stewart. She was on the show, Rich Kids, Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. She was married to one of the guys from that show before they got divorced. I will tell you about six months before they got divorced, I called it. I said, I don't think Morgan and Brendan are together anymore. And my friends that I talked to that watch that show, they were like, wait, what? I was like, mm, Morgan did the thing. And I love this. It's so fucking chic. It's, I don't, look, divorce isn't chic. Don't, I'm not saying that, but I love when the girlies hide their left hand. I love when they play peekaboo with that left hand. It's like a little cat and mouse game to me. I'm like, ooh, let me see. I don't know. Something about it. I've always been obsessed with the hiding of the left hand. The, oh my God, is her ring on? Is it not on? So vintage, right? No, anyways. Um, but she, her and Brendan broke up and like I called it way before. And people like that, I can tell. I always look through the photos too. I'm like, mm, they haven't posted a photo. Granted, if you looked at my Instagram I don't know the last time I posted that. Well, Charlie's in a picture, like in a carousel, but I don't really post on Instagram like that anyways. Anywho's, um, yeah, so it's, the, the streets are mummering and I don't, whatever it is, I want them to let us off the carousel. Uh, Kyle gave an interview on Jeff Lewis Live where she was like pretty much saying like, my daughters didn't want me to announce, but it was obvious and blah, blah, blah. I, and Mo didn't want to announce. Let me just say this. I find that a little odd as a married person and what works in your house may work in your house, what works in my house may not work in your house. Okay. I'm a believer in that, but I find as a married person, I do find it odd that if one of you does not want to announce, I think then that should be honored because that is their privacy as well. Like what? Who the fuck knows? I feel like Mauricio and Kyle are going to go back and live like everything is fine. He's going to, or she's going to go back to letting him cheat in peace. And like, it's going to be like this year, the Morgan of it all never fucking happened. I, I, I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my bones. Right. 
Anyways, um, the ladies are still in Spain and Crystal was dehydrated and she's got high blood, high blood pressure as someone y'all heard my plane story when I came back from Vegas this last time who was dehydrated and does sometimes have a little blood pressure spike myself because it runs in my family. I knew I, I'm no doctor. I'm no CRNA either. Right. Um, but I could pretty much figure out what was going on with Crystal. I can't deal with everybody trying to act like Crystal owes Amory some huge apology. She didn't do anything for her. Like I said, she didn't give her an IV. She sat there and stared at her and then she offered to go to the hospital with her. Neither Amory or Crystal were being douchebags to each other anymore because like Crystal is sick. And when you're sick, you can't, it'd be very petty to be ill and still carry on a beef. I am an Aries. I fight for fun. Not until now, until May, because we'll break down the argument schedule at the end of this episode. But I'm an Aries. And if I'm sick, I'm not going to continue to fight with you, right? Because in my mind, that's God in the universe telling me to calm my ass down. I was talking shit about somebody the other day about something. Child, why did my eyes start to hurt? Did we talk about that? Yeah, we talked about my eye. I swear to God, y'all. My, I was talking shit the other day and my eye started the same eye that I had the corneal abrasion on started stinging. I said, okay, 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 okay. I hear you. I hear you. I'm gonna stop. I cut that shit right out. <laughs> and Anne Marie's not going to be a douchebag because like the girl's sick, right? It was just annoying. Now I will say Anne Marie did look good on Watch What Happens Live. That wig bussing. I told y'all she needs some layers in her head. She's still very annoying, but she looked good. I'm not, I'm not a hater. Okay. Uh, I don't even, I was going to get into the whole drunk drawn of it all into that picture that he drew of her and it was ignorant and, uh, I, I don't have the energy for it. Of course that person was on watch what happens live because y'all heard my beef for fucking real last week. Anywho's drunk Erica made an appearance and you know, it's always a toss up when drunk Erica is in the room with us, but my God, when it's drunk, funny Erica, Ooh, I can't. I love it so much. There's a housewife in the hustler part two coming out and she's like in it. I think this should be interesting. I wonder if she's going to apply her empathy skills. She learned from her therapist this season. Y'all know I'm enjoying Erica, but like, girl, don't talk about them earrings so I can continue to enjoy you, please. Oh, that's all I have for Beverly Hills. Let's let's go over to Miami hot, 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 Miami hot. I love that Alexia loves that song so much. <laughs> Can I say, first things first, I think Miami is having a really great season, but it's one of those things that because of the Salt Lake City of it all, because of, you know, some other franchises, people are not paying attention to it because they think it doesn't have this big scandal. We don't always need a big scandal to make a great season. Miami ladies, they are... So dependable, so dependable. I love them so much. Um, they're in Mexico city. They start arguing with each other immediately. And I appreciate it because you know why it's not just them sticking to their alliances. And y'all have heard me say this so many times, Larsa and Lisa start going at it multiple times about multiple things. I love it. Alexia and Larsa get into it with each other. And Larsa is so so painfully codependent. It's worrisome. She tells us that her and Marcus have the same phone passcode. So she can look into his phone anytime she wants. First of all, what? I'm not, I am a huge believer in not looking through phones. I do not believe in looking through phones. I have had this talk with so many people. I 
had somebody ask me, they were like, you've never looked through a significant other's phone. Nope. I have not. I've never looked through a significant other's phone because for one, I am a believer that what I need to know is going to come to me. It's going to come to me. I don't need to go find it. I don't need to hurt my own feelings. The universe and God got me. It's going to pop it right in my lap. It's going to, it's going to get to me. So I'm fine with that. Um, two, I can't remember if I'm being so honest, I can't remember it. Charlie has told me his phone password many a time. I, I can't remember those numbers. I listen, I got to remember the alarm for home, the alarm for work, the alarm to get into my own phone in case my face doesn't work. Right. And sometimes when I don't have my wig on, it doesn't very humbling experience. Um, I got to remember, I got, I got a lot of passwords and shit I need to remember. I don't have time to look through his phone. If he want to cheat on me, go ahead and cheat. See how that ends up for you. He already knows. <laughs> Woo. Anyways, back to Miami. Um, they go to Mexico City and Lisa shows us exactly what type of woman I think we all knew she was, right? Of course, we all felt bad. My phone just fell out. I bet y'all heard that in the background. Um, I feel like y'all know if you've listened here before, you know my good, my good friend uh Nuvo Richie. Jason is their name. Jason has this theory, and I can't remember if they've said it on here before, has this theory that before last season of Miami, Lenny went to Lisa and said, I I want a divorce. Like, I don't want to be with you anymore, you know, blah, blah, blah. Jason thinks that they, like, that this was all common knowledge in the Hochstein home. And then when the show started filming, like, like, what is if you're listening right now boo like i know you i'm sure you're talking back at me like trying to say your theory oh that lisa said okay well can we just like film this season of the show and then like get my ducks in a row blah blah blah. and pretty much lisa used it to put lenny on blast i'm not gonna lie i love you jason i love you boo i thought that that i at first i was like no 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 the deeper we get into this i think that is correct I think that is a hundred percent. I, I believe it to be true. I a hundred do a hundred percent do I, and I'm gooped and gagged, right? <laughs> Cause I think that is true. Lisa is like the way she's going back and forth. And she's like, I'm going to get exactly what I want out of him. She is like showing her hand. She should have quit while she was fucking ahead. And now she's just showing herself to be a fucking monster. Also, apparently, I don't know what the editors or Lisa, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm out of touch, but Lenny, they came to a settlement and they're like, Lenny had, didn't uh, consent to being recorded, but he had one little request. He'll get Lisa a home pretty much, but he's not, what he said was he's not paying for her to live up in there with another man. I don't like Lenny Hoxine. I think he is an evil, nasty man, right? I do think that if a man lives in the home with Lisa, that man needs to be paying the bills. And like, Pet Shop Boy had a point also when he said, okay, I don't think that Lenny and Jody splitting Lisa's mortgage or rent or whatever it is, is the flex that like she thinks it is because like now you are again in a situation where you are depending on men. Who's to say what's going to happen with Jody? And like with Lenny, you're the mother of his children. So like, yeah, of course I said, I didn't think about it like that. 
I didn't think about it like that. I said, mm, I see the point. Touche. Touche, as Monica would say. Touche, bitch. Touche. <laughs> uh, speaking of Salt Lake City, Witty Rose is going to be on the Vial Files, which when did the Vial Files turn into a Bravo podcast? No, one will never know. However, the promo for it is so fucking weird because one, it's all of these headlines about Monica. And then when you, to it leads you to believe that Monica is going to be the guest. And then when the elevator doors open, it's Whitney. And then not only is it Whitney, she sits down and she says, little girl is ready, one. And then two, she, she quotes Heather then and goes like receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, fucking everything. You are repeating lines. You are repeating other people's lines as your own. Whitney coming, being the guest and all that promo for that. Shocker. Whitney was barely in the fucking season to the point where she had to throw schedule a fucking temper tantrum in Bermuda before they outed Monica because she realized that she was running out of screen time to get on this fucking season. Now you want me to get excited to watch her like she's going to bring the proof receipts, screenshots, timeline, fucking everything. Nar vibes. Like, what? Uh-uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Loser behavior, okay? Anywho's, let's wrap this up. Okay, I'm gonna wrap this one up with my beef for fucking real. Besides this fucking headache that I've had all day, my beef for fucking real is going to go to the people writing these fucking articles. Like, oh, what's swag, swag surfing? Oh, barbers around the world are hearing, can I have the Travis Kelsey? And it's really just a fucking fade. Literally do your research, especially this Black History Month before you post stupid shit like that. Okay. Actually, I could drag a lot of people this week, but I think I took care of that in the beginning of the episode. Um, if y'all want to find me, you already know where my socials are. If you want to dox me, I Again, don't suggest you do that, but I would take legal action just so you know. Um, and I do have a way of finding you. Be a decent person. Don't get mad at people and think that it's okay to release their personal information just because they don't like the same celebrity that you like. And, you know, go to therapy. Talk to y'all next week. Bye. <laughs>